Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamento. Tapir. Gergelecta. Sacula Ijaia. Food. Change. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Spin Podcast. My name is Valentina Gritti and I'm the podcast host and the global community and project manager of the Slow Food Youth Network. This episode is part of the series Spinners Around the Globe. In this series, we're going to meet different activists of our network. We're going to get to know more about who they are, what they do in their daily lives and how they are involved with the Slow Food Youth Network, of course. We have a similar set of questions for all the spinners, but in addition to those, we will see, of course, where the conversation brings us. The special guest of today is Carlos Umong, who is a spin activist based in Manila in the Philippines. And spin in the Philippines has always been a very active network in the past years. They have carried out different initiatives to preserve local food heritage and biodiversity, to reduce food waste and much more. So I'm really, really happy today to have this conversation with Carlo, who can tell us a bit more about what is currently happening and also to get to know more him. So welcome to the Spin Podcast, Carlo. Hello, Valentina. Hello, everyone listening. Hi, guys. Um, would you like to start by introducing yourself? Sure, sure. Um, again, uh, hello, everybody. I'm Carlo Sumawang. I am, well, basically, I've been with the Spin family for the longest time. I think four or five years, if I'm not mistaken. A little bit, something about myself. Well, I'm basically a farmer by profession here in the Philippines. Um, I've been working for the family business, so it's been around for almost two or three decades. Um, the family business is engaged in agriculture, basically. Uh, we've been producing organic fertilizers for the longest time. We also have a farm uh, somewhere up north of the Philippines. Uh, we basically produce lowland vegetables, and we do have a couple of livestock, uh, chickens, uh, both laying, and of course, uh, the broiler one, the, the, the chickens for meat. We also specialize in sustainable farming of um, sheep. Uh, that's one of our um, newest projects, I guess. And on top of that, we're basically uh, manufacturing uh, basic condiments, uh, vinegar fishes to be exact, which we're distributing uh, nationwide here in the Philippines. So yeah, that's, that's about me. That's basically my occupation. And on top of that, I also have uh, a side business. <laughs> Uh, we're very much engaged into urban agriculture. Um, the the company is called Manila Grow Kids. We basically sell uh, these small boxes that has everything you need to start growing your own food. That's super interesting. You're doing everything from uh, agriculture to transformation. You're, you're even producing your own fertilizers. Did I understand correctly? Yes. Um, just to give you an idea how it all transpired, my, my dad is actually a microbiologist. So his specialty is really fermentation technology. So if you try to look at the family business, it's at the very core of it, it's really fermentation. So um, the organic fertilizers that we've been dishing out is a process of fermentation. In the same manner, the vinegar and the fish sauce also undergoes fermentation technology. So that's basically the sphere I move around in. And, and what do you ferment exactly? Oh, um, our organic fertilizer is derived from 100% uh, chicken manure. So we use enzymes to properly process it, basically to kill all the unnecessary microorganisms and just leave the beneficial microorganisms in the organic fertilizers that we dish out. So 
that's basically it. And also the last thing that you said about the the boxes that you are uh, giving to people in Manila to start growing their own food. How how does that work? Can you tell me something more about it? Yeah, like uh, what's funny, just to give you a brief background how it transpired. Um, the family business has been around for almost three decades, but um, during the first parts of my interaction with the family business, I'm not really that um, interested in agriculture per se. So long story short, I got bored with the family business because when you're trying to sell organic fertilizers, your customers only care about if it's available, if it's effective, if it's, um, uh, if it's available, if it's effective, and if it's affordable. And my lineage really is in advertising and the art. So long story short, I got bored with the family business for quite some time and tried to really look for a project uh, that I could start here in Metro Manila. And that's when I decided to um, to come up with a, a grow kit. At first, the motivation for this was really just for me to have an outlet for my creativity. But um, I remember when the first prototype came out, I... I, I sowed my first seed. <laughs> and what's funny is I've, I've been with the family business for almost a decade at that point, And it's my first time to grow something. And um, I remember vividly, and whenever I tell the story of this uh, particular incident, it really gives you know me a sense of purpose. Because when I saw my, my seed sprouted for the first time, it was basil, I can vividly remember. It's more of like a switch for me. You know, you know that something that you've been doing and you're not, you're not really interested in and then suddenly you saw that you can actually grow something it really changed my perspective on how how i look at agriculture because for the longest time i've been looking at agriculture as something that my family is engaged in but personally i don't really have that connection and for me to see that i'm capable of growing something it really changed my perspective and i guess um that's that's when it all started for me because the motivation really is to duplicate that amazing feeling I had when I first planted my first seed. So um, we've been working now for almost five years. We've been really trying our very best to encourage the youth. Just to give you an idea, Valentina, here in the Philippines, back when we started pushing for agriculture and for people to start growing their own food, the appreciation for agriculture is really low. Like we've we've conducted a simple survey we're in Uh, the young ones here in Metro Manila look at agriculture as something dirty, not really fit in their lifestyle. And since the beginning, we took that as a challenge for us to change that perspective, for people to appreciate agriculture, even on the most shallow of things, like it can be beneficial with for their health. Uh, second is, it's really easy for them to grow their own food. And, and we're very happy to say that we've been helping a lot of frustrated farmers, I guess. And I... If, if I may put it that way, here in the Philippines. And now a lot of people are actually enjoying um, learning how to grow their own food. And we've, we've only just begun. We've been trying our very best to really widen our reach. This uh, kit that you give, let's say, to, to people that want to start their own, growing their own food is, um, I, I guess, like for people that already have... Uh, like a land to cultivate or is it also for someone that for example wants to grow food on their balconies in the city or oh perfect question valentina no um the kits are actually meant um to to start in the urban setting so we're actually targeting those living in the condominium because uh most of the young ones here in metro manila are actually living in condominium so we really want to push the boundaries of agriculture into those areas where 
you know, people doesn't really think or don't really think they can grow in, in spaces like, say, for example, balconies and condominium. So cool. Yeah, I would really like to have one kit as well to start growing food here in Rotterdam. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and I'm also curious to to ask you, uh, what does a, a regular day for you look like? Oh wow! Uh, um, I usually start my day. I, I try my very best to start my day with my meditation. I guess uh, during the pandemic, it, I, I really strengthened this particular quote unquote ritual, daily ritual. So the moment I wake up, I usually start my day with meditation. And then secondly, I usually enjoy a cup of coffee, of course, really just to have that energy uh, to, to power through the day. And of course, it's really important for me to listen to my favorite music. I guess those three daily morning rituals really makes it easier for me to power through my day. And then, of course, I try my very best to move my body after, after really trying to align myself mentally. Um, it will definitely be followed by me working out. It's either me jumping rope or really just jogging. It's really the idea there is really to move my body. And then um, I'll basically prepare roughly around 10 o'clock in the morning. So that's basically taking a bath you know, cleansing myself and really trying to get ready for, for uh, work. And um, I think I'm, I've, I've been blessed <laughs> to have uh, my time uh, in my hands. So it's uh, the, the way we work in the family business is we're basically flexing time. So we're not really counting the hours, but rather the output that we put in, in the work. So it gives me this uh, liberty, I guess, to, to really plan out my day accordingly based on how my body and how how I basically uh, work my day out. So that's around around 10. And then I probably arrive in the office at around 11. And then I usually start my day in the office, uh, you know, just really trying to ease my way in. I start with emails, phone calls, basically. And then that will basically run up until 3 or 4 in the afternoon, basically me just trying to work um, and and really make sure that all the businesses that I handle is running smoothly. And um, I usually clock out in from the office at around five in the evening since uh, my, my office is quite far from my home. It usually takes me 45 minutes to an hour to drive back and forth uh, from the office to the house. And then when I arrive in the house, I usually, well, play with my cat. <laughs> really just try to interact with some, some living thing I guess because of the pandemic it's really hard for you to have that kind of connection so it's just me trying to wind down um, if ever I need to finish a couple more tasks during the day it usually happens during the night uh, so that's basically double checking my emails if I missed anything and then I usually just try to do um, whatever whatever I feel like doing usually at night. So that's mostly just listening to music and really trying to wind down the day. And then, of course, sleep. And then another routine, I guess, when you wake up another morning. You have everything, no? Meditation, exercise, and then working. And then, you know, it's a, yeah, very nice. But also, I, I'm... So you're you're working in an office, you said, but is it is the office connected with the farm or is it something else you're also doing? Yes, it's connected, still connected with the farm. Um, the office setting for me, I usually go back and forth um, 
uh, in our farm. Usually, I go there once or twice a week. But mostly, my work since I had the family business right now, since my dad already retired, um, I basically manage the operations. So it's very much involved with the family business of agriculture since I manage marketing and, of course, talking to the different uh, distributors and dealers of the family business. So this is basically me trying to maintain the operation sides of the business. But I usually go to the farm, yeah, once or twice a week, if I can, if I can. And I try my very best. (laughs) Super busy life. (laughs) And... um... Yeah, and also changing the the subject a little bit. Um, how did you get involved with the the Slow Food Youth Network in the Philippines? And oh, yeah, can you tell us something about? It's really interesting. Um, um, so I've been working for for the family business, which is agriculture, and then I think three or no five years ago, it was just Manila Grow Kids, the company that I started, the Plant Kids, was just starting. So. We've been really trying our very best to reach out and to collaborate to as many um, um, entities as possible. So I think four or three or four or five years ago, uh, we joined this particular event uh, spearheaded by chefs, which is called the Chef X Farmers Lunch. The idea here is um, the idea here is to the uh, some of the uh, the most well-known chefs here in the Philippines actually invited farmers. Uh, for a meetup, um, so in, they invited a couple of farmers. We bring in the produce, and then the chefs uh, would transform our our produce into, well, basically food um, uh, creations, basically. So we joined this particular event, and it was at that uh, event uh, where where I met Jamel Chor, who was then trying to start Slow Food Youth Network uh, here in the Philippines. And then I guess it just clicked. Um, I think Jam and I had a small conversation about what Slow Food Youth Network is all about. And then I was really amazed by the idea of, you know, trying to conserve food and then trying to really educate people about the value of food. And then there, there's this amazing other world of food uh, other than fast food, basically. So I think um, it, it all started at that point. And then I started teach people how to grow their own food. So Jam has been inviting me to a couple of uh, events of Slow Food Youth Network in the Philippines to share my knowledge about farming. And it started that way. I, I, was, I was interacting with, with the team, uh, even the Slow Food uh, Convivium here in Metro Manila. They've been very uh, helpful also and very kind to really think about or to invite me uh, every time they have particular events. So I guess that's how I started with Slow Food. And then eventually I got more involved with it. I was helping, I think last year, I was lined up uh, to head Slow Food Youth Network in the Philippines. And then I started, yeah, I started helping them basically and trying to improve the network and the scope here in the Philippines. And um, and also uh, starting from your experience as a farmer and your experience in the, the Slow Food Youth Network in the Philippines, how do you see the local food system there now? Like, What are the main challenges and also the, the things that are really trying to improve with your work and within the Slow Food Youth Network? I think I'll start with uh, perception, I guess, and mindsets of the young ones here in the Philippines. Now, I I don't want to drag it into the agriculture conversation, but then again, food and agriculture is really synonymous or greatly connected with each other. And I think one of the biggest um, 
problems here in the Philippines Philippines is basically the perception of the people specifically the young ones towards agriculture um I think it's really important for us to address that first because not unless the young ones uh see the value in agriculture I don't think they'd have a deeper understanding and deeper appreciation of the food that we're actually dishing out or providing them the landscape here in Metro Manila right now is actually improving I, I saw the shift uh, when we started four or five years ago. The the culinary industry and the agriculture industry is very much detached. But right now, there are a lot of co- collaborations happening between the culinary industry and the agriculture industry here in the Philippines. And it's, it's really improving. And I think uh, the narrative right now here in the Philippines is shifting from um, growing my own food into really looking into a more sustainable kind of... Uh, consumption, particularly in food. Now, um, some of the restaurants here in the Philippines are actually riding the seasons of the agriculture or the farmers. A couple of years ago, they don't care, whatever, whatever. Uh, they don't actually care about the seasons of the farmers or the produce. If they need a particular ingredient, the farmers must produce them. But now it's actually changing. Um, the culinary industry is actually listening to the farmers right now. And the bond and um, the connection and the collaboration is really happening. So it's it's really an amazing time for the farmers to be alive right now because uh, a lot of people are actually seeing the value of the hard work that we're actually putting in the produce that we provide, uh, not just for the chefs, but of course for the consumers uh, here in Metro Manila or in the entire Philippines. I'm really happy to hear that there is this positive shift happening. Yes, yes. Let's hope that the trend continues in that direction. I know. And also, how do you see yourself in the future? So uh, do you want to, to go on to go on with your family business? Do you have other plans or ideas that you would like to, uh, to carry out or projects also that you would like to start? Well, to begin with, I want to retire soon and probably just stay up in the mountain and probably just, you know, just have a chill life. But... Um, kidding aside, meditate, meditate my way through life, I guess. I think that's the whole goal for me. But I think looking four or five years from now, I, I, I still see myself really trying to advocate in really trying to teach people on how to grow their own food, letting them know the value of agriculture and, and really just trying to highlight the stories of our farmers here in the Philippines because it's really not that easy to grow something. And it, it, it baffles us farmers that we really need to communicate a simple fact like this to the, uh, to the consumers. So I, I, I see myself four or five or even 10 years from now really trying to advocate for what I've started and really try to invite more people, to really try to invite more allies uh, to the agriculture industry. So I think it will be kind of like that. that that's basically the long journey that I, I i'll be taking i guess and i'm happy i'm happy and i'm and i'm really glad I, i i took this uh this road basically you're already working towards that so it's not something uh, so far away and um and i would like to ask you also another curiosity uh because i think also most of our listeners me as well we have never been to the philippines and we are all interested in food of course so i wanted to ask you if you can share with us maybe what which one is your favorite dish or the one that you like 
cooking most and if you can tell us yeah how, how it is made sure sure um well i cannot really say that i'm good at cooking i'm good at eating that's basically it. <laughs> and I, it's also important yes basically i look myself in the whole food ecosystem as the provider of the ingredients and the one who eats them but yeah to answer your question me me definitely my favorite is called pinakbet it is a regional dish up in north. Basically, my mom lives there. Uh, she is from Iloca- Ilocos. So uh, we grew up really enjoying that particular dish. So pinakbet is actually a mixture of different lowland vegetables. So it is actually the epitome of slow food because pinakbet is actually actually came from the word pinakibut of that particular um particular province, Ilocos, which means to slowly shrink the vegetables by means of cooking them slowly. So it's a relatively easy dish to cook. You just throw in all the vegetables there, just uh, put in a slow fire, low fire, and then just let it cook. And then we just put a fish sauce, a certain kind of paste. It's called bagoong. I'm not really sure what bagoong is in, in, in English, but basically it's fermented fish. Uh, like fish sauce. That's that's basically it. So you just put it, put the fish sauce to add uh, that little bit of saltiness, and then of course the flavors of the vegetables will basically make it lively. So it's it's sort of like um well it's it's a, it's sort of like a vegetables too to if 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 I if I may, and yeah we've we've been enjoying that and I think um that's one of my favorite dishes. It's really comforting. It brings back. A lot of memories and I guess and this is what I also learned from slow food is that food isn't really just for your tummy it's it's for your entire well-being so if it evokes memories I think that's that's a good dish so for me it's pinakbet so does your mother prepare it yes or do you make it yourself as well no I, I usually uh, entrust the whole cooking process to my mom because she cooks it very well and it's amazing because um, the Ilocanos are actually good at cooking vegetables, no matter what kind of vegetable. It just baffles our mind because I've, I have a lot of good friends who are very much good at cooking, but it, it's really my mom's, I don't know, it's, I, I always say it's magical. It's, it's her magic, I guess. <laughs> Compliments to the mom then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, before closing the interview, I also wanted to ask you if you have a, a message that you would like to share with the other uh, spinners in the world and with our listeners. Sure. Um, hello, guys. Um, I guess my message is we, we need to continuously push for what we've been advocating right from the get-go. The time is here. A lot of people are actually appreciating um, the slow food way, the sustainable way. So I guess um, it is it is that phase where we where we strengthen the voice, uh, where we strengthen the advocacy, and just continue shouting for um, to the things that we believe in since we started advocacy. So yeah, I think that's about it. And um, I'm 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 happy to be part of of you guys wherever you are, and know that um, we're doing the good fight here in the Philippines as well with you guys. 
Oh, beautiful. Yeah, we're all part of the same big family. <laughs> I know, I know. Thank you so much, Carlo, for being with us. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, I hope we can meet in person someday. I hope so too. And I would like to, to thank also our listeners for supporting us. If you like this episode, you can share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating on iTunes so that it will help us a lot to increase our visibility. And then, uh, yeah, get ready for the next episode. Uh, my name is Valentina Gritti and you are listening to the Slow Food Youth Network podcast. Ciao! Ciao!